what I'd really love to do, and you'd never get it past legal, uh, is to do a podcast <laughs> series on on unsolved mysteries in the archdiocese. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of This Catholic Life, conversations about life's ups and downs, big and small, how we deal with every situation imaginable, whatever life throws at us, but still manage to be sensible, practical, and joyful. Today's show is evangelization by memes, or let's just call it memes, or meme theology, perhaps, I don't know. One of those things, and of course, joining us to talk about this is the one and only Meme Bishop, as he's sometimes called. Is that the title for it, Bishop? Oh, well, uh, you get all sorts of, you know, uh, Bishop of Twitter, uh, <laughs> Internet. Um, I don't know. I think it's just because I play on my phone a lot. Right. A Twishop? Can we say? A Twishop? <laughs> <laughs> now that's new. <laughs> there you go. The Twishop episode. Uh, here we are also with somebody who helps you not just with memes, but with Truth in a Minute series of video, which have been uh, successful with young people, I think, is Ben. Welcome, Ben. Hi, Peter. I don't know how much help I am with the... Uh the memes for the bishop. I don't get half of them myself. I think <laughs> mean theology is probably the closest I'll come to being a, a theologian. So. Except that uh, Ben um, Ben solemnly warned me, Bishop, that um, I wasn't to ask you to explain any of the memes. And uh, if I may, uh, I have a nephew who tells me you never explain a joke because it's like dissecting a frog. At the end of the process, you know a lot more about the frog, but the frog is absolutely dead. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that that's the whole point, though, is that the, the, is the mystique. It's it's esoteric. You know there's a meaning in there somewhere, but what on earth is that? And uh, that, that's half the fun, though, I think, is, is you know, I, do does it actually say something or not? You know, so you, it's a left of suspense. <laughs> Plus there's the, there's the um, you do learn from the bishop's memes. So while I don't get half of them, I do have to go away and look them up before I can reply. So. Um, I, I am learning more and more about what we believe through meme. So. There you go. So it's having some good effect. <laughs> it works. Yeah, it works. Well, no, I was going to say that what I'd really love to do, and you'd never get it past legal, uh, is to do a podcast <laughs> series on, on unsolved mysteries in the Archdiocese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if legal would be the only ones protesting that particular thing. Let, let's, let's set the scene here. Um I like to post memes and muck around with them, but Bishop, you seem to have made a, a practice of it. Perhaps because of those few moments you get spare time, you get onto Twitter and uh, and <laughs> yeah. have a wicked sense of humour. But um, you um, is it sixteen thousand followers you've got, or has that gone up in COVID? I uh, no, well that de- depends which format. So if it's Facebook, which I never post on, I've got sixteen thousand. Um, if it's Twitter, which I've, I've I've sort of eased back from, it's over ten thousand, and then the one that I spend most of my time with trying to post stuff on, uh, there'll be about five thousand for Instagram. Right for Instagram, okay. So where you're trying, you're saying you're having less success. Is- That's correct. Yeah, the more I let it leave, just leave it fallow, it, it sort of increases. You know, so it's- right. There's a lesson in that for all of us, right? <laughs> um, but it is the case that uh, so the bishop's naturally a Twitter person. Um, he sort of did that without trying. And in Facebook as well, you do get a lot of people who just like um, and engagement's not necessarily as high. But on the Instagram, that where he's been pushing, we're slowly starting to see uh, some followers gathering. So I reckon, you know, have this conversation again in a year and uh, Instagram might be the top one. There you go. So what's what do you think, just to take a, a slightly serious note, what do you think the purpose of such things is? Why would a bishop engage himself with memes? Well, the, the, that's the 
key word, isn't it, though, engagement. So if, if you're really talking about getting people's attention, <laughs> you know, that you can have the greatest <laughs> message in the world, no one's going to hear it if, they, if, they're, if they're not listening or they don't even know that it's there. Well, it seems that we, you know, we struggle to... Uh, get people engaged in longer term things. This this podcast has listened very carefully to our listeners. Even by the, when you click off the podcast, we have a listen and we try and make it the length that you are likely to listen to because um, of what you do. We had trouble getting people to listen through an hour episode when we started, but I've noticed that videos on on um, YouTube will quite frequently have people drop out after a very short time. And so a meme is about the right attention span for the younger generation, it seems. It's a one look, capture the whole thing in one glance, and then there's the message. Yeah, well, look, I have in front of me a far side cartoon. You know, this is a little thing for each day. I remember many years ago when those first came out, I got one for Christmas. And unfortunately, I spent the rest of that day going through each and every day. And I, you know, after about 100, you stopped laughing. But right. I just, it, was, it was compelling. I had to see what's the next far side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the far side's um, almost memes before memes existed sort of thing um, because they're one-shot cartoons and somewhat esoteric. Let's come back to something Ben said earlier about, about the not knowing. In fact, sometimes memes work better when you don't fully understand it the first time because they draw you into the knowledge that's necessary for the joke. But explaining them doesn't necessarily help that. No, when you when you actually figure out what, so for the bishops memes, for example, when he'll send one through to me, um, and I have to go away and look something up. By the time I've figured out what he's getting at, it's not funny. Um, <laughs> but you know, in terms of evangelization, I mean, he's succeeded. He's gotten me to learn something. Right. Um, it's just it's no longer funny. He's sitting there, you know, grinning and chuckling like he is now. But I'm sort of, mm, yep, that's a picture. Yep. Well, I mean, I've been using this as a lecture technique for many years, and I'm just wondering if this isn't just a, a like a visual form of an old technique. You know, I used to tell very, very bad, my, my students called them dad jokes in class, and they hated, they all groaned at them, but they remembered what I wanted them to remember. So if I was trying to talk, for example, about the difference between Pharisees and Sadducees, I would say the Sadducees don't believe in the resurrection, and that's why they are sad, you see. And they go, oh, but they remember. And you see them all in the exam when they get to the question. They're going, oh, oh, yeah, and they're remembering the silly joke, which which is not funny but helps them remember things because it's a pun. Well, I will say, though, that that the memes often are funny if if you do get them straight away. So I think it it differs (laughs) slightly. It's not not a, a bad joke per se. It's just sometimes such a niche, unique market for the joke that for 95% of us, we're just wondering what's going on. Well, there's something, there's something to the niche, I think, and, and that is the whole area of authenticity. Um, and, and, I, and I think I was listening to some younger people from New York talking about, you know, the sociology of the internet, and they were drawing reference to the fact that everyone's trying to perform and, and they're even trying to craft authenticity. It doesn't quite work. Whereas in a niche audience, well, you are really being yourself. <laughs> as weird as that might be, but that's kind of what engages people. Uh, and nobody, nobody doubts that you're the one doing the memes, <laughs> Bishop. Yeah, I've had a few people when they find out that I work for them, they say, "Oh, do you help with these memes?" And I say, "Do you do you really think that I'm coming up with that? Like, do you <laughs> like you've met me, you've spoken to me now for ten minutes? Do you think I have? I'm on that wavelength?" So, there seems to be a unique crossover, though, because um, to understand the memes, you need to have at least some background in theology and 
quite likely in philosophy, uh, and then some knowledge of pop culture because and these these two things aren't known for crossing over very often and so <laughs> it does seem to appeal to a, a very much younger audience who are very much into the marvel superheroes and the silly other pop culture references which i have to say i'm into as well but then have enough knowledge to actually get the pun um is that audience growing do you think i i think it, it's it's growing slightly but i think just that's sort of probably why the Bishop and I work as well together as we do, particularly on the the Truth in a Minute videos. I, you know, the, the Bishop does get, he's, he's well and truly in the meme game. He's not some sort of cringy uncle doing his best to keep up. Um, <laughs> but there's the, he, you know, he's got the knowledge of the theology and the philosophy and he's educating me while we're doing it. And then I bring that pop culture element. And there's been times where the two of us will sit there laughing at one of these videos and one of the other people on the team will sit there going, why is that Why is that funny? And he and I are losing it. We can't explain it because if you explain it, we would realise that it's probably not funny. But Yeah, the frog is dead. The frog is dead. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I think that that group that you said, it is growing. People are starting to, um, you know, everyone at my age and that, you know, under 30s is, is in the pop culture realm. They get that sort of naturally, a lot of them. Um, and it is expanding the amount of people who are getting the theology and the philosophy of it, whether they already knew that and were just reaching them or they're learning it through the means. It's probably a combination of both, but it's definitely growing. It, how much of it is that if they see these memes flying around and they see it attached to something they like, like Batman or, I don't know, something, they they then think, this seems like a cool crowd. I want to be in the cool crowd. I want to understand what's going on here and then draws them in. My curiosity is always a part of it. There's a fellow, there's a journalist from the ABC I met who uh, became a Catholic a couple of years ago. And I, I mean, I wouldn't recommend this to anybody, but the way he got into the faith was through 4chan. <laughs> okay, you, you're not allowed to say things like that while I'm having a, a quick sip of water on the side, my lord. <laughs> Good grief. Um, for, sorry, hang on. Now we need to go back. 4chan, for those of you who don't know, is a rather um, raw part of the internet where lots and lots <laughs> of crazy and often not so great things happen. Tell me how he got to <laughs> through well, 4chan. There were, there were a couple of, of trads being absolutely obnoxious. Excellent. That's really? Uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise. But, uh, but it kind of, you know, I don't know, it's sort of, like got us, you know, piqued his interest, and he it led him on a journey to Thomas Aquinas. And when he read Thomas Aquinas on the virtues, he said, "Oh, well, this is the truth." And so then he read the the Catechism because he said, "Well, if I got this right, they must get the rest of rest of it right." And then uh, asked to be baptized. Yeah, I'm mean, just just for our listeners. I got in trouble last time. I made a, a joke at the expense of the trads. Most of the trads that I know are ordinary, good, salt-of-the-earth people getting on with their life. It just so happens that some of them have too much time on their hands and they spend it on the internet and they tend to be the ones. <laughs> Should I also put a disclaimer in as I'm the one that made the joke? Uh, <laughs> I uh, I have. I feel like I'm going to make that line. It's like, no, I'm not racist. I've got black friends. I've got trad right. friends and I make those jokes to them. Yeah, uh, so I'm quite <laughs> comfortable doing it's, it. It's um, it's a fairly common thing though that the piece of people who attack the our podcast and and me personally tend to be either radical atheists who don't represent my atheist friends. By the way, I have some excellent atheist <laughs> friends, some of whom have been on this podcast, and also radical um, evangelicals who also don't represent 
<laughs> my, my evangelical friends and the rad uh, trads who I don't think represent uh, traditionalists. But speaking of representation, let's come back to the memes. Do you Would you propose, Bishop, that these memes represent Catholic theology or just are a pro- provocateur of discussion? Uh well, I mean, for instance, I did a meme a few days ago of uh, representing Lumen Gentium as a solution to, you know, the search for the church. So it was a, someone sent me um, a meme of people in a boat looking for the whale, but it was right behind them. Right. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, I actually got a comment. I actually got a comment, which I, which I deleted and blocked, uh, but which called me a heretic. Oh, wow. Uh, and I, I, I yeah, sorry suspect- about that, Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> But I strongly suspect it's because I, as a Catholic bishop, I was endorsing the Second Vatican Council and a key document of that. Right, right. It helps to be yeah. a little bit um, not aggressive, but you know, you, you do Edgy. make fun of different groups, and but you do it equally. Like we don't, you know, we we sort of you have a little dig at the the little odd bits of every group yeah. out there, and you by doing that, you do engage people. Being indiscriminately offensive, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, that's how I would describe yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> I think one uh, there's a couple of um, excellent comedians who've set, who've made the point that you know an ideology is oppressive when you can't make jokes about it, mm. and in a certain sense, we're demonstrating by humour that there are some quite. Um, yeah, I think it's making a very serious point: the fact that we can, in fact, poke fun at ourselves and the various aspects of ourselves. Um, in the same way that we poke fun at our own families. Laughing is a, is a, we've already had a whole episode on how good laughter is for the human being, but laughing about things puts it in its proper place, I think. Not mocking it, but laughing about it. And I, I think as well, like, as somebody who's come back to the faith and spent a bit of time out of it, there are some things that you just cannot deny are a bit strange to <laughs> to the average, you know, secular person. Like, I mean, we've, on a previous pod, Pete, we've talked about um, relics. Yep. Like there are some things that are just weird. And if you can't laugh at them, if you can't have a little joke, and like you said, we're not mocking, but, you know, just acknowledging the fact that it is a bit odd. If you if you refuse to do that, you alienate people. By doing that, you are actually evangelising because you're making it um, approachable and, and accessible to people, saying, you know, we, we know what we're doing. Like we're not, you know, it's not some cult. We can we can laugh at it too. You're you know, and you welcome people. You do. Mm. Have you had that experience, Bishop, with uh, with response to your memes that people are a bit surprised that you're having able to poke fun? Oh well, look. I mean, I think that it, it, it's always going to be an, an issue, even for for kids who are quite young. It, it, it's, t- it's totally subversive. They they don't associate a bishop with someone who's got a sense of humour. Right. So that's that's come across a, a number of times. I remember visiting my old uh, primary school. And and just, you know, going around saying hello to the classes. And one little girl was saying, hang on a second, you can't be a bishop. You know, you're too cheerful. Um, <laughs> but there was a kid the other day saying, no, wait a moment. You know, what's this with memes <laughs> and stuff? Like, you know, you're supposed to be really a, uh, like a, a dour person. You know, that's a bishop. Yeah. When the bishop and I met, uh, it was after somebody introduced us via email because of I was sending memes. And so we'd exchanged a few memes before we actually met in person. So when we did, we were straight away talking about memes and things, and I sort of was still relatively new to the church and completely forgot that I was meant to address him differently and, and you know, treat him a certain way. So I think I've, I've got a memory bishop, and I might be 
wrong here, but the first time we met, he showed me a meme and I thought it was rubbish. And I think I said that to him. Um, and so straight away we were, you know, off the races. But I see people react to the bishop the way that you, you probably meant to, you know, my lord and, and, and all the rest of it. And I, and I, um, I, I think that I sort of just skipped that bit. So I went straight to seeing the mean side of it and forgot. But it is funny seeing people react to the fact that, well, he is a bishop. And then they sit aside and they go, what? And I'm sort of sitting there going, was I meant to do that? Was I meant to call you my lord? (laughs) (laughs) Well, in a certain sense, I've never left university ministry. Right. And you see this as as a perfect fit for university students? Very much so, yeah. Right. uh, Well, I mean, just answering Ben's question there, I came into the church at – at 30, so I had to learn all of those mannerisms, and, and they're appropriate in the appropriate setting. But I've also, some of my best friends have entered seminary and come out priests and are now, you know, in the diocese working around. And um, it's good to maintain a human contact with, with human beings because that's, you know, we're still dealing with human beings. But I would come back to the humour thing. When people seem surprised or even worse, offended that a bishop might have humour, not just a bishop but anyone in the church, I would say they're looking for the wrong faith or they've misunderstood the Catholic faith. And I'm with Chester on this one. I think if you if you can't laugh with the joy and a little bit of um, humour about uh, even the more strange things we do, then I think we might have misunderstood the faith. Like We've turned it into a kind of a, an overly serious piety. Partly, partly also to I think it's it's about um, and this is a, a topic for another day the, the the bureaucratic element of of everyday life and and which also affects people working in the church uh, that you know what is what is considered to be serious and you know people the the, the, the tone of voice the nodding of the head um, the, in the olden days it used to be there was a certain shtick you know in terms of how you wore your cassock and and, uh, and bowed with your what's that hat the Saturno or something like that yeah. <laughs> these days it's just replaced by a, a more bureaucratic managerial way of of, of holding yourself and tucking your, your, your pectoral cross into your pocket and, mm. and you know making the right sorts of noises regardless of what the the content is one of the um, funniest things I saw my lord was um <laughs> I, I attended a, a first mass after an ordination and and the the young priest had insisted on having a, a full Latin mass as his first mass, and he'd insisted on everyone, like a, a large number of concelebrants, all wearing, is it berettas? The, the hat oh, yes, the beretta, yeah, yeah. So they were all lined up on the side of the berettas, and he'd asked a friend to preach, and the friend didn't oh, say yes. anything, but he was quite wicked. And I was at that mess. <laughs> and, and every time, for those of you who don't know, every time the word Jesus is uttered, uh, they're supposed to, briefly remove their their um beretta and he must have said the word about 20 something times in about the first five minutes of his homily <laughs> and he was just gently poking fun at the silliness of the ceremonials in a completely gentle way but it was absolutely effective it was it was very funny and and in that gentle way he did he ca- carried them with him as he he didn't. I don't think he offended anyone. It was a beautiful way of mocking something, which was quite serious. But it was although it, in defence, in defence though, what the, the, the thing to do actually, if someone does use the name of our Lord various times, you take the beret off and you just leave it off. Then see, after that, so <laughs> <laughs> yes, Catholic <indeed>. loopholes. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've discovered with most things. Don't you say, well, it's, it's absolutely no fish on Fridays unless unless this unless you have some other devotion. Well, that's which is... that's that that's that old joke that I think you told me. 
Remember the one that? about the guy that they got the guy to become a Catholic in the village? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you, what, tell it now for their listeners. Uh, this is a Peter Holmes joke, so I'll, I'll, I'll blame it for you. But has, there's no theology behind this joke, by the way, either. So there's, there's a, a Catholic village. There's only one fellow who's not Catholic. And every Good Friday, he stokes up the barbecue and everyone can smell this really juicy steak. And they go, oh, this is too much, too much. So they work on him really hard and they get him to become a Catholic. They take him to the priest. He goes to be baptised and the priest splashes water on him. And he goes, you know, you, you were raised a pagan, uh, born a pagan, raised a pagan, but I baptise you a Catholic. Like this, they go, fantastic. Anyway, and off he goes. So the next Good Friday comes around and people are sort of a bit more calm and they realise, well, well, we'll make it through, we'll get through. And then they can smell the beautiful steak. They go, What's going on? They're all poking their heads over the fence and looking at him and he's got the barbecue fired up and he's going, you bought a cow, raised a cow, and he splashes water on it, but I baptise you a fish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> well, and There's absolutely no theology to that joke. <laughs> Well, uh, anyway, let's not go there. We probably kill the joke if we try. <laughs> um, the point is, is that you're engaging people, and and people are in fact engaging, even when they get a little bit offended. It's a healthy thing; it gets their blood running, and and also perhaps reminds them not to be so serious about things which are serious. I think G.K. Chesterton said something like that: some things are so serious you can't be serious about them. Like, it sounds like a G.K. Chesterton sort of idea, in any case, which is not a good meme. Any final words, Bishop, on this particular subject of memes before we wrap it up? I, I think I've been here from Ben, I think. He's the, the consumer. Consumer, yes. <laughs> um, well, I, I will say this. We, we've had a number of conversations in the Bishop's office about uh, what the next step is, and I've been adamant all along that whatever it is, it can't be to stop. I think, you know, memes have been around, what, 10 years now? They're not going anywhere. There is only a small number of clergy who who get it, and they they need to keep going. I think that's that's how we're going to reach people. I think that's how we are reaching people. I can say it was a big part of of what brought me back is having that access to it. So it definitely works. It's incredibly hard to measure. It's incredibly hard to pick where it's going, but it is a really good way of engaging people, and it is gonna it is gonna be something that makes a difference in lives. As ridiculous as that sounds. Well, I think Ben, Ben, ben you've, you've been dedicating yourself a bit more to producing that kind of material yourself, uh, and it has actually become a like a full time job. It, it has a bit, <laughs> and it's it's weird though that you know the amount of work that will go into like so a one minute video we do. Um, I've read far more of the Catechism than I ever thought I would. To, you know, you know, and like the the fact that there is actual research that goes into this stuff to, to sort of, <laughs> you know, like it's not. It looks like a lot of fun, and it's over in a flash, and people watch it over and over and over again because it's so quick. But um, yeah, I have been able to. Uh, I wouldn't call it a job, though, Bishop, because you know, I'm. I really do mean it when I say that I'm learning more than anyone else from this. I'm learning far more about what we believe and why we believe it. And then, you know, yes, condensing that into a minute for everyone else, but it is actual formation. It's, it's, like, I, I hesitate to say that because it sounds absolutely ridiculous. But uh, Martin Luther, um, see if I can end uh, a quote from an arch heretic. Um, Martin Luther <laughs> said, any fool can understand something, but it takes a genius to teach. And finding ways to communicate with the common people 
And by common, he doesn't mean lower class. It means the ordinary person on the street who hasn't done a degree in theology, hasn't done a degree in philosophy or something, is in fact um, an important part of what we're trying to do. For those of you who are listening and and want to check this out more, um, we'll put the link to the Bishop's Twitter and Instagram and what's the other one? Facebook account in our show notes. Um, And you can check us out also on info at thiscatholiclife.com.au or Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook Discord for us as well. Remember, this is a uniquely Australian Catholic podcast, even though it goes all around the world. And the Bishop's memes do have a fair amount of success in the English-speaking world. I'd be interested to hear if you've had any foreign language um, uh, interaction (laughs) or translations, but that's probably for another podcast. We'll be back next week, but that's all for now. Thank you for listening to This Catholic Life. (music) 